The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure to check out Hoop Ball on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets, online hoop-ball.com. Uh, preseason, by the time y'all listen, this is already literally underway. NBA season just over two weeks away. So definitely make sure to get on board with that. Fantasy content, everything you need there on Hoop Ball. So again, hoop-ball.com on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets. Plus, this is an important thing to mention because it just got dropped this week. But although the NBA is coming back, guess what else is coming back? That's right, Manscaped. I know y'all knew this. Manscaped is coming back. And with HoopBall, you can get 20% off of your order with the code HoopBall20. One more time, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Tell them Corbin sent you. They won't know who, you, who I am. It doesn't really matter. Um, anywho, though, I'm excited because today, on Round Ball Ramble, I have not one, but two of my favorite guests. They probably lead Round Ball Ramble in unofficial statistics on appearances on my show. Um, and they are just two of the best guys I can have on here. I'm, I'm excited. Um, they both hail from Ohio. Uh, one, Mr. Gary Bouguet, co-host of the Dunk. I'm the co-host of his show. He's the host and founder of Dunkin' Dynasty. Uh, you want deeper dives than this show, you'll go to Dunkin' Dynasty. I say all the time. At Gary Bouguet on Twitter. Uh, SBC alum as well. Uh, and then the second guy, also SBC alum, also a good friend, also from Ohio, host of the Cavs Central Pod, and again, um, the coiner of Fun Trade Fridays. Uh, that'll be Justin Matchup. You can find him on Twitter at JustinMatch26. Uh, I totally, this is the first time I had to introduce two at the same time. I think I did okay, but how y'all doing? I think you did a great job, Corbin, uh, and I am also doing well. Yeah. Yeah, do it, doing great. Uh, excited to to do a redraft, and yeah, uh, this is uh, you know don't get to do too many three man pods, so uh, it's excited to be here. Oh yeah, I know that's what this is actually. I think the first one we've done here on round I've done on Ramble Ramble. I've been a part of a couple, most notably with you, Garrett. Uh, I think last year, but this is the first one I've done here, and it is uh it, the energy just feels different. But let's cut to the chase. We are doing. Uh, another one of this will be the third one I think of the NBA draft redrafts. Uh, this will be the fourth overall of that, but the third one in which we're not doing a traditional like you know representing the team and you know picking players best fit or availability um, for whichever roster we're kind of representing at the time. Uh, this is going to be us fielding a, a rotation of players from that draft. Each of us is going to take turns. Uh, we've already flipped the coin and figured out the order before uh, recording, so as to just be more efficient there. Uh, shout out to Andrew Wiggins' efficiency. Well, that's horrible. Anyways, um, we already done all that, so we're set there. We're not going to do 10-man rotations, though, as we've done the last couple. We're going to do 8-man rotations because, um, as my Steam panel has shown me, the, the depth of this draft is good up to a point, and then it falls off the literal face of the earth. So I'm just pumped to get into this. Before we get started, the draft is the 1996 NBA draft. Just because I left the 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 little um the buried the lead there. But anyone have any thoughts before we get started on just like the strength of the draft? Obviously, we know it's an iconic one. Um, so many of our 
most iconic and notable players, um, at least in this modern era, have kind of come from that draft or have strong ties to that. So I just want to open the floor there for anyone if they have any, like, you know, uh, immediate thoughts about it. Yeah, I think you got, like, ten real solid, strong guys here. Uh, and then there's another group of maybe four or five that are still quality players. And then it kind of takes a dip after that. But definitely the uh, the kind of power five to seven, however many you want to include in there at the top, are going to uh, carry these teams. Yeah, I, I think they're very they're very much is a is a top five, and then there's a there's a tier below them. And the other thing that uh, that I noticed just looking through this is, you know, there's there's a decent amount of, of quality guards. There's a decent amount of quality big men. There's not a lot of depth at the wing spot. So that'll be interesting as we move forward. Oh, most definitely. I'm very, very pumped to kind of get into this and see where we go from here. All right. So with the draft order, um, we have. Justin going first, his team name Julius Randle is good, followed by myself. I'm going with the classic Coca-Cola. And then we have Mr. Garrett going with the the, the classic Team Bouguet. So we're going to roll with those rosters. Garrett, I mean, I was going to say Garrett going first, but I can't remember my numbers anymore. We're doing a snake draft, but Justin has the number one pick in the 1996 NBA draft. Who are you going to go with, sir? You know, it was a tough one for me. Um I was really, really close to going with uh, Vitaly Potapenko, but I, I did overcome that temptation, and I'm going to go Kobe Bryant. All right. All right. Okay. Kobe's gone. I was hoping. All right. Kobe Bryant. Any uh, media reaction to that? I mean, I, I think he's he's clearly the correct pick there. I would say he's sort of in a tier to his own as being a borderline top 10 player of all time. Obviously, there are some other really great players in the history of the league, but but he is uh, he is at the very top. And he also plays, as I mentioned, with the lack of wing depth in this draft, a, a much more valuable position than some of the other guys that will be drafted here in the next couple of picks. Very true, very true. This is where I hope that I had a Vlade Divac on my roster to trade for him, but um, alas, I do not. <laughs> Let me see. So Kobe Bryant, like you said, especially with that wing position, that is pretty hard. Um, I'm going next. There's plenty to choose from. A lot of my guys, uh, my type of players are, are on this uh, this team. Um, oh, this is hard. I I like Stephon Marbury. There is no way on this planet that he goes second, but I really do, it. do like him. Do it right now. Take him. <laughs> I should. Um, I'm also rather fond of Steve Nash, although he's not really my type of guy. I do think, I mean, the longevity. Um, the solid shooting, I think that comes into play. I'm going to bridge the gap, get my scoring guard, and get some longevity by taking Allen Iverson with the second pick. I, I just can't argue 26 points, 6 assists, 3 assists. Uh, don't look at the efficiency and you're good to go. So I'm going to take Allen Iverson with the second overall pick for Coca-Cola. Okay, that uh, that works perfectly for me because that leaves the <laughs> number two guy on my board, <sighs> which is Steve Nash. Okay. One well, I, I think Steve Nash is a I think it's a Garrett pick. I I, I, I definitely just, I, uh, I was kind of thinking if, if Garrett was to go number one, I was thinking he would probably go Kobe, but I thought there was an off chance that he might take Steve Nash at one. He just seems like <laughs> your type of guy. No, I mean he, he is great. I again I, I would have gone Kobe just given the the positional value 
But uh, yeah, I think Steve Nash is uh, is really clearly the number two guy here as somebody that was, uh, you know, in his prime back to back MVP and a guy that you would, you know, you were pretty much guaranteed 50 plus wins with him as, uh, you know, the, the leader of your offense. You know, naturally, I must disagree with you being the, the natural second best guy, but uh, everything else, uh, T. Bouguet, I'm right on board with. That's 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 a great pick. Uh, <laughs> and because you have the third pick, I think you go again. Yeah, and uh, I am going to put together the what would be the greatest scoring backcourt of all time and select Ray Allen. Wow. I like that pick. pick a lot. Exactly. Especially since early Ray Allen just had a lot more um, – off the dribble juice kind of in his offensive game was a great shooter. Um, just pairs very well with Nash. Wow. Yeah. There's a bunch of actions that can be done with that. Okay. That is, that's solid. All right. Backcourt is done. I definitely like the fact that when you do the top eight or top 10, that there is some positional accountability to take to take into consideration there because you are drafting, of course, like your eight best players or 10 best players. But in this case, also you're trying to fill each position. So that is uh, an additional little wrinkle. I enjoy uh, with that being said, with my second pick, um, hmm. just go for it. Do it, Corbin. I, you know, <laughs> do I really want an Allen Iverson, um, Stefan Marbury backcourt? No, I, I think I'm going to. Oh my gosh, I'm freezing under pressure, making horrible radio. But <laughs> I am going to go. Garrett is probably going to flame me with this. I need a big man. Um, you know, someone who, you know, decent point score, grab some rebounds. Um, you played a little bit. Of, I'm, I have to do it. Oh, my gosh. This is for positional <laughs> versatility, y'all. I'm just trying to make sure that I have a clear um, uh, kind of identity for my team. And he just happened to play the, the, the power forward position. He's an NBA champion. Uh, he's, a, he's a shimmy guy. He's Anton Walker. Okay, so you definitely passed on one of the guys in the top five picks. I'm sorry. Oh, man, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm... Okay, cross Antoine Walker off the list. Got it. <laughs> oh, okay. I go down with the ship, all right? <laughs> Oh, man. I instantly regretted that one, but I've done it. And you know what? I think Anton Walker, um, you know, I think he was a precursor for the high-volume big man shooter. Um, you know, I didn't, just in terms of getting them up, um, he, I think, uh, well, he's all-star a couple of years. You know, I'm just going to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> you go next. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to stick with the uh, value of not point guards and not centers. And I'm going to take Peja here. I'm going to continue to load up on kind of that in-between position. I'm going to take him with my, what is this now? The How many picks have we done here? This is the sixth pick, my bad. Yep. So I'm going to take Peja. And then that kind of leaves me with an interesting choice. Um do I go with a point guard here, or do I just take Ben Wallace? There are so many other bigs on the board that would probably nah. – I'm going to take Ben Wallace. I got to take Ben Wallace there. Ben Wallace. Okay, I like it. So we have – you have your Kobe, you have Peja with five, five different 20-point seasons over his career, and then Ben Wallace as well. 
uh, recent Hall of Famer. Um, I need a big. I'm looking for someone. Um, you know, I, I prefer an offensive game as well. Uh, but you know, rebounding is important to me. I think I'm gonna have to go with Eric Dampier. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am going to. Oh, this is tough. I mean, it's not that tough, but it's kind of tough. I am going to go with Sharif Abdul Rahim. It's a good thing. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sharif Abdul Rahim. I was going to go with Zajunas Agaskas, um, but I, in my mind, I mean, the way that I look at it, if you look at their statistics for their careers, it's kind of remarkably similar, um, even down to like uh, field goal percentage. Um, but Zajunas Agaskas did battle foot injuries, while I think for a good chunk of his career, uh, Sharif was pretty um, healthy and productive. Uh, he also did have some, especially in his knees, uh, to where like the the middle to back half of his career that were concerning um but at his peak it was a, a guy who you know i think was a, a good play finisher um you know he's not someone that's going to make uh other guys better but aside with maybe alan iverson i don't really have too many guys that are going to do that so you know i think it's not taken away from my team identity too much and like you said just a solid pick overall so i'm going to take abdul rahim and throw it over to team bouguet with their all-star backcourt Wow, I I was not expecting this player to be available coming back to me. Again, I had this guy as a clear number five on my board. And that is Jermaine O'Neal, the best two man or two way big in this uh, in this class. You know what? I won't argue with that. I was going to take O'Neal. I, I just froze. <laughs> Excuse. I had him written and I just freaked out and, and, and froze. Um I was hoping we'll come back. I guess I just had the defensive value of Ben Wallace ahead of uh, ahead of O'Neal here. I do like O'Neal, but I think I, f- I figured there's enough scoring in other spots. I guess you do get the two-way punch, but so he won most of the Ben Wallace is fantastic, and yeah, he's he's obviously a better defensive player. But I I love O'Neal's ability to yeah to contribute on both ends. But um, again, especially one. if we're going peak. Uh, Jermaine's definitely a solid choice. Yeah, so I've got one more pick here. And, you know, so far I've drafted nothing but best player available. And I might divert from that just because, again, as I said, getting sort of guys that can play on the wing and defend is pretty valuable in in this particular draft since there's not a lot of those. So I'm going to go with Kerry Kittles here. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, you're just looking for someone to tr- – is he trying to play the wing position for you? You're looking for just a, a solid Shooting. shooter? Yeah, just a 3 and D guy three. that uh, provides some some quality defense. And, you know, depending on your guys' roster, I think I, – I, I doubt I'm going to be punished too much playing either Allen or Kittles even at the three some. Mm, that's just because you haven't heard my next pick. That's why, but no, I'm playing. That's solid. I, I, I'm with that. <laughs> okay, so, wow, yeah, I forgot. Looking. Okay, wow, we have kind of burned through some of the ideas I had here for the squad. All right, so with my next pick, he's still there. I have to take him. I, I think he slipped too far, um, although I'm not going to. Ooh, okay, I'm torn. Um, nope, we're just going to do it. I'm taking stuff on my bird. I think that's fair at this point. Okay, it's about good vibes. The only reason why I even started in debate is because I do have another guy that I'm thinking um, I would like to fall to me. I doubt he will, but would be a perfect little finish to the squad. But with Stephon Marbury, I ensure that I have two explosive playmakers, um, definitely better than one of the backcourts, I'm sure, in terms of just 
staying in front of them. Um, two guys who can definitely fill it up. And I think do just enough playmaking between the two of them that I'm not worried about my other guys not getting involved. Um, so I am happy with those two there. Uh, but I will throw it back up to Justin. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Stefan is gone. You know, I'm going to need to snag a point guard at some point. I'm going to take Derek Fisher. Solid. Okay. Yeah, good pick. Reunite him and Kobe. Um, And then at that point, man, this is really where, like, it kind of starts to – kind of starts to slip a little bit Um, as far as what do I do? Do I take one of the two – legit big man on the board or do I just kind of try to find a power forward? Do I try to find another guard? There really aren't any more good wings left at this point. Mm. Um, You know, I'm just going to do it and take, uh, this is tough. I'm going to take Marcus Camby. Going to get more defense. I was hoping you wouldn't. I'm like, you know, I don't think he has a good fit on the squad. He'll fall to me. Okay, that's a good pick. I like, I like Marcus. I, I think we got enough offense in Kobe and Peja Stojakovic. I think just load up with defense around him and we'll be all right. I was really going to say the same thing for my guy. Marcus Camby was hopefully God was. I thought it was a, a tough fit that he would fall back to me, but I thought it was a good chance. Um, with that not being the case, though, now I'm in a little bit of a pickle. Um... Dang, now I feel like by taking Jermaine O'Neal, maybe Anton Walker could have just fallen to me. Oh, the instant regrets of drafting. I'm going to go <laughs> with Zadrunas Ogowskis. Um, you know, yeah, he falls there. Seven foot three. I mean, sweet jump shot. Uh, a guy that went healthy, you know, was was a legit uh, rim protector and, and a decent uh, second score. And on this team, he wasn't worried about even being that. Um, so I could definitely see pick and pops and, you know, having him on the defensive end as a deterrent to any rim attacks is going to be pretty cool. So I'm just going to take Elgowskis and pass it on as Team Bouguet. Okay, so, yeah, I'm in need of, I'm in need of a power forward, obviously, and... I think we all are. Well, Corbin's not. He had, he got, <laughs> he got set there at the start, but, uh... uh <laughs> and, you know, I could also... I could potentially play Jermaine O'Neal at power forward. That's not out of the realm of possibility here. Um, True. Given that, you know, again, I think there's better centers available still at this point than uh, than power forwards. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I think I am going to do that. I'm going to take uh, Eric Dampier. Hmm. Wow. Okay, interesting. What are you thinking just with that pick, if I may ask? Well, I mean, if we're talking about these players at their peak, I think Dampier had a good three or four year stretch with Golden State and with Dallas where, you know, yeah, he wasn't going to play 30 plus minutes. But for for 20, 25 minutes, he gives you solid production, both rebounding and blocking shots. And yeah, he was not a very good offensive player. But given that I have Steve Dash Ray Allen on this team, I don't think I need a ton of offense from my bigs. I get that. Definitely makes sense. I didn't know he played for 16 years in the NBA either. So shout out to the longevity of uh, Mr. Dampier. And then as far as my next pick, uh, I I do still want to have some some options as far as 
yeah, if I want to play Jermaine O'Neal at the five and play more of a traditional power forward, uh, I, I'm i going to go with Malik Rose. Mm. Yeah, that's a good I liked one. Malik Rose there. Yeah, yeah I did too. Okay, shout out to Malik Rose. Wow, all right, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely look up on the defensive end. Offensively, all right, I see, I see. I see some interesting things there. Um, so with my pick, um, kind of, I kind of, kind of give my identity. I've been trending to the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with someone I think was a little bit ahead of his time in terms of um, pumping up threes with the kind of volume, uh, most notably on the first Lakers team that I really fell in love with, uh, the 2004-2005 Lakers team. <laughs> it's true. I came on the bandwagon late. Um, I'm going to take Chuck Yakins. I want Chuck Yakins. I okay. like Chuck Yakins. I mean, the Duke Obama way. Didn't have a conscience. Um, check out the um, 2004 Christmas game on YouTube between the Lakers and the Miami Heat. It's really Shaquille O'Neal's return to L.A., but it's really the Chuck Yakins show. Um, he just starts bombing away early and often, and is actually a significant factor in that game. So definitely a big fan of Chucky. Um, and he played 11 years in the league, so I do have at least a decade of decent backup point guard slash shooting guard play. <sighs> okay, well, I think at this point I need I, I've focused enough on defense. I've gotten you know some good defensive anchors. I think Kobe can defend as well. Um, we need to go with a little bit of offense here, and I think Pace is just gonna have to play some four on this team. There's just no really way to get around it. Maybe we can go with Camby Wallace at that point at some point. I think I can live with that. Um, I think we can get away with playing Kobe at the three a good amount of the time. Um, I think I'm going to take, do I want to do it? Do I want to take just like Jeff McInnes? Yes, you know you do. And just like, just to have a guy as a microwave scoring type off the bench. Um, I think I'm going to take Jeff McInnes. Uh, like I said, just somebody who can come in and, score the ball when when Kobe is off the floor, uh, just as another kind of secondary offensive option, maybe even tertiary. And then I'm also going to take Tony Delk. Uh, oh. we're, I mean, I, I'm looking at a, I'm actually looking at a redraft on Bleach Report right now, and uh, this dude dropped 50 in a game, so that enough yes. is, is enough for me. Without a three, if I remember. Yeah, I think – that alone, yeah. we're, we're just going to take the gamble that he's going to keep putting up 50-point games, and uh, maybe he'll break into the starting lineup that way. Maybe he'll right. take Kobe out of the starting lineup. Qu- question for – well, there's another little bit of trivia on that Tony Doug game. That 53 points he did, uh, aside from that, the most he'd ever scored was 27. Um, also, um, which was the most unlikely 50-point game? I've asked both you and Garrett this. Uh, Tony Doug or Corey Brewer? I mean, here's the thing. I never watched Tony Delk play basketball. This guy was a little bit before my time. So uh, I'll let Garrett handle this one. Yeah, I, I would say Corey Brewer just because, like, you know, he's more he was more known for his defense. I feel like Delk was known as kind of a, you know, a microwave scorer type. I get that. No, I'm with you on that. I thought it was hilarious because I've watched, like, I dealt with it before my time as well. But, like, I've watched enough games with him with the Celtics, like, in 2002 and stuff like that that, like, I've seen him a little bit. And it's like, he averaged less than 10 points for most of his career, but you're right. Like, he did come with, uh-oh, like, Tony Delk could fill it up. And it's like, oh, you know, he, like, the the 
I hate to say to say this because then I guess you could say half my favorite guys are like this, but like the reputation they brought with them may not have met the reality of the situation. I'm not gonna so lie, that, uh, that that last Justin pick really hurt because I was not anticipating uh, him in a on an eight man roster drafting three point guards, so that really. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's they definitely. Can play next to each other. They can play next to each other. They're gonna have to. I mean, yeah, we're gonna have you make the case in a bit here. That's gonna be funny, but yeah, Tony Delk, man, that is shout out to Tony Delk. I am going to go with my next pick, and we're getting really kind of weird here, but. This is a guy who was a 3-and-D type player, um, played a decade plus, was on some good Utah Jazz teams, later got overpaid by the Knicks. I know I did a whole piece on Scott Layden, which was hilarious. And then um, the Rockets as well. Um, I'm going with Shandon Anderson. Gosh darn it. Yep. I'm I'm familiar. (laughs) I like Shandon Anderson. Um, Another guy, shout out to basketball GM, but um, uh, I got to say, when I draft, can I always inevitably – Garrett, she played this game, right? She played it before. Or heard of it. I have, I have not. I know of it. Oh, you've got to okay. get on it. You have yeah. got to get on it. You definitely do, man. But I got to say, real uh, Yeah, it's a mess. I want to say same thing. But I was going to say, Justin, when I usually pick around this 96 draft, I'm never really a bad team. So he's usually around there for me for like, like 19th or 20th or whatever. And that's the yeah, guy yeah. I always pick. Nice. Solid <laughs> pick up there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that at leaves us, me with one more pick. I think that actually leaves us closing out. Um, Team Bouguet with his back-to-back two picks here. Man, yeah, those last three selections were really rough. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I was hoping to get at least one of those guys. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, – I, uh, I could be wrong, but there's not much perimeter talent left at all. No. I was about to say that this situation hurt more than knowing when I took Anton Walker ahead of you. i uh yeah i i'm now very much regretting taking two sort of bigs with my last two picks i should have gone with at least one more perimeter player so that was uh that ended up being a huge mistake uh so i'm trying to think if i should just be going for best available at this point because there's certainly not any good options for fit (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I guess uh, it's tough. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Othella Harrington. Nice. Oh, okay. I like it. He I at like least provides a, a little bit of a little bit of shooting, which I need after drafting Dampier and Rose. Loading up on the bigs. I love it. I was going to say, yeah, uh, Cooper would love this squad, but like, you have a better backcourt. You actually have a backcourt. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Steve Nash and, and Ray Allen and Kerry Kittles, they're going to be playing a lot of minutes on my, mm, oh, on for my sure. team. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, uh, for sure. Um, you know, and I was I was talking earlier about maybe playing Jermaine O'Neal at some four. He might have to play at some, some three. <laughs> Sorry, my chair just like. My chair yeah, was he, loud there, I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. No, he he okay. probably will. You're right. And Othello Harrington, I mean, the guy is a shooter from, like, it's funny because I think your team, is it fits somewhat in this, like, modern era, especially with just the three guys you got at to begin with in terms of Nash and, um, you know, of course, um, Allen and, and, and Kittles. But even with Harrington, like, we're talking, like, deep mid-range two maybe, like, you know, Glenn Davis shot territory, but definitely not to three. 
Yeah. So the last guy, again, trying to just get some floor spacing as much as I can with guys that are essentially big men. Um, and this is a, this is also why we uh, we agreed on we agreed on an eight round draft because this it's is already getting there. pretty rough. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to go with Walter McCarty. Oh, you're killing oh, me. Oh, I was hoping he would fall to me. Up, lining up to take him. I, I mean, listen, if it's any if it's any consolation, Justin, if he, if Garrett didn't take him out, I had him. And he's like, he's yeah. somebody that can, I think he can play a little bit of three for me and can shoot. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, just I, I needed a little at. bit of that. Oh, yeah. Way to, way to go on that. Um, that's, that's annoying. Um, I guess I am left. Oh my gosh, this is rough. I mean, you still might be able to get Paul Depenko if if it helps you, Justin. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I didn't consider it this whole time. I mean, listen, this is rough. Um, and I think I wanted to go ten deep. Um, I am looking at Muji Norris really hard, and I really shouldn't. Forty percent field goal percentage in nine years. Yeah, it's um, I really want McCarty, even though his shooting numbers were even worse, surprisingly. I am going to go with, you know what? Let's take the junkyard dog. We'll take Jerome Williams. Good pick. We'll take Jerome mm-hmm. Williams. Thank you. You know, get some defense there. You know, I'll allow scoring. When he does score, he's going to be pretty efficient. They played nine years. Um, I, I mean, that is my last pick, so I guess I could say who I was debating. I was looking long and hard between Jerome and um, um, Samaki Walker, who was another solid guy, but I just feel like Roman more of an impact. When I looked at a lot of Samaki stuff and doing a lot of reading, it was like, oh, great, what if? Only because like even he admitted like, he didn't really work as hard. Um, whereas like you can't really say it for the junkyard dog. So I mean, there's the nickname. So I'm gonna take him. I mean, Justin, I'm oh, gonna be—I'm gonna be really disappointed if you don't take a certain Cavs player here, who you already See, like, referenced earlier in this podcast. Uh, I, 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 I just—I mentioned it too. I, I don't available. want him. <laughs> I just, don't want him at by all. By some string of luck, you actually have the chance to secure him. You know what? I—I have no choice. I feel like I—I like, I want a wing here. Um, it, I honestly like don't even know at this point. Like, are there wing prospects left that are like worth taking? Like, even taking a flyer on? In 1996? That... Yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck there. I'm looking. I mean, not that I see. I'm kind of looking through my options here, and I'm not really seeing wings. I mean, I'll I'll just help you out because I have I have one guy on my list that is not drafted that I have. Uh, have as a small forward, and that's John Wallace. Ooh, oh, John man. John Wallace was, yeah. John Wallace is there. I'm glad you made a note of him. I looked at him, and I quickly, I have, a, okay, real quick, just a quick side note. So I was not, when I first started, like, my first basketball game I ever played was NBA Live 99, right? And, you know, the Rap, he was on the Raptors, I think, at the time, or just before going to the Knicks. It was the 98 roster, so he wasn't on the Knicks just yet. And... He was playing the three, and I only had, like, a very fundamental understanding of basketball back then, but in my mind, like, your one, your two, and your three could definitely shoot, 
and your four and five probably couldn't, right? I wasn't, like, aware of the nuances of, like, you know, hey, uh, Patrick Ewing and Akeem Olajuwon can kind of shoot. And, like, you know, most of your, uh, if you had a Rick Smith, you kind of shoot. And, like, a Sam Perkins could. But I remember John Wallace, like, because NBA Live always had him out by a three-point line, I would throw him the ball out there to shoot the ball, and he would almost always miss. And I was like, why is he there if he's not going to make the shot? And I did not know about video game shot logic and everything, and now I'm aware. But every time I think of John Wallace, I immediately go back to that. Just brick three after brick three. But in transition, around the basket, mid-range guy, classic 90s player, played seven seasons, right? He's going to be bricking threes for my team. I got to take him. Yeah, he he didn't have much of an outside shot. But, I mean, yeah, he had a couple of years where he put up some numbers at the very least, which, yeah, at this point, that's all you can really do Exactly. I mean, he, somebody who can play on the wing for me is is more than enough for me. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is that he put up 14 points a game one season. I'll take huh? it. I said he put up 14 points a game in a season with the oh, Raptors. Yeah. So you got uh huh. That team, man, they were going places too. 16 is well, a nice sophomore campaign. Well, you're yeah. you're you're welcome for that tip, Justin. Even though you you killed yes. me with that back to back McGinnis Dell pick. <laughs> I appreciate the help. I really I wish you hadn't go to him. I would have loved to have seen him have to think this one out and settle with Vitali. You know, I think <laughs> we can pick up Vitali as a, an undrafted free agent at this point. I'm feeling comfortable in doing that. I mean, honestly, there's no one here I'm looking to that I'm looking forward to on that. But I'm with you there. <laughs> right, so we have, huh? I was just going to say the two guys that I have on my board that I'm surprised weren't drafted would be. Before you say that, before you say that, do we want to go one more round? Pick up, oh, what? What do we have, eight? Do you want to go a ninth round? You know what? Gary, you have two more guys on your board, right? I've got a few more guys, but they're not going to play on my team. we'll, we'll We'll add one more. It won't be held against us. Because I do want to see I'm, – I'm just intrigued by who is still even up for Garrett because I was kind of the end of my row personally. Um, but, yeah, let's do let's do one more. Let's do one more. Yeah. Okay. I can, can finally can... say then that I am drafting Vitaly Potapenko with my final pick. Wow. All okay, right. We could have just given you that. Wow. Okay. Uh, any reasoning for that? Nope. <laughs> there it is. Got to love None it. None at all. All right. Okay. So we got Potapenko. Um, yeah, couple, I, a couple of Cavs legends on Justin's team with Jeff McGinnis and Vitaly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is something we, we expect, right? I'm going to have to go and take Samaki Walker. Um, you know, like I said, like you said, Gary, he's not going to play for me. So we'll have him there. Um, just our cheerleader, like he was for those championship Lakers. Um, although he did make that one three, um, that shouldn't have counted, but definitely was a, was a tie turner. Um, so, you know, he had a contribution there. All right. And then we'll get back to here. The last pick in the 1996 NBA draft redraft. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the last guy that I have on my board that's worth taking. And that's, uh, Lorenzen Wright. Oh man. Yeah. Lorenzen Wright, solid big. Oh man. So yeah, sad there, but he was very, yeah. He had his moments for sure over his career. That's a, that's a solid pick as well. All right. So do we kind of each let's start with Garrett and then we'll just work away to Justin kind of each just kind of describe our team, uh, run through who we picked. Um, and then just in a little additional twist that we did last time. What coach would you pick for your assembled roster? So we'll start with Garrett and work our way up to Justin. We can just pick any coach ever. Yep. Wow. OK. Um. <laughs> we, we did that last. Like just any coach that you think would fit the identity of your roster. Okay, well, um, 
Let's see. So, I mean, we've got Steve Nash. So Mike D'Antoni comes to mind as a possibility. Um, you know what? Let's just go with him. Uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with D'Antoni. We want to run, you know, some some uh, spread pick and roll. And so my my starting lineup is going to be Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Terry Kittles, Malik Rose, and Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, so you're actually going to switch it up. Okay, one sec. So Malik Rose playing the four, and Jermaine O'Neal is playing the five. Yes. Like it. All right, let me get that there. And then okay. we'll 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 play Jermaine O'Neal a little bit at the four with second units when we bring in Eric Dampier off the bench. We'll also bring in... Walter McCarty, of course, to provide a little bit of floor spacing. And unfortunately, I do not have a backup guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was gonna, I was wondering why you're going to attack that one, but I like that. I mean, you have a solid little rotation there, and offensively, that'll be that'll be interesting for sure. Okay, cool. And Coach Mike Denton. All right, so my team, um, I mean, I kind of picked my starters. Uh, we're going to have Allen Iverson, Stefan Marbury, Antoine Walker, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, and Zadrunas Ilgauskas. Um, off the bench, Chuck Yakins, Shandon Anderson, um, and then Jerome Walker, of course, with Samaki. Uh, Jerome Williams, excuse me, with Samaki Walker off the off as well off the bench, but he's not really playing. Uh, my coach, listen, I obviously skewed more to the offensive end. I see a lot of guys who will definitely take threes, whether or not the accuracy is there. They'll make enough to, to have you defend them. Uh, I think there's only there's no other coach to get people to um, kind of manipulate defenses in the way I want them to than Don Nelson. So I'm going to take him for my roster. Um, and we're just going to make this bad boy work. I'm very excited to see how this will come together. Um, even if we lose, which might happen uh, more than likely, we'll be fun. And that's all I really care about. Julius Randle is good. Your take, man. I'm surprised Nate Bjorkren fell to me. I have all these <laughs> options in front of me. <laughs> Jim Boylan, Nate Bjorkren. Who do I take? Um, Mike Brown, maybe. Uh, so I can go with any coach at all, right? Any coach? Yeah, any any, any coach is available. Yeah, that is that is. Fair. I'm going to completely bend the rules then and take Steve Nash. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're definitely doing some time stuff here. Steve Nash. I'm is... going to make him tired. He's going to be up all night game planning for my team. He's not going to be able to play effectively on, on Garrett's team. Wait, I should so make you pick a scenario like I was about to say we're not just having two different Steve Nashes. It's the same. It's oh no, it's the same team. guy. You're gonna, you know, your team's just gonna like, like no one wins in that scenario because like Garrett's rook, he's gonna. I mean, his player will still be effective, but like this Steve Nash doesn't have the breadth of experience that he would have from the seven seconds of less Suns or anything. So like, what Steve Nash are you getting? Like Santa Clara? Like that's like a 15 win team, bro. What's more important, the player or the coach? <laughs> Okay. All right. Coach Steve Nash. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think you don't want to leave these guys, but, or Kobe would just totally just ostracize his roster. Kobe can take over. To- Kobe, hey, Kobe. He's going to game plan anyway. I don't, he doesn't need a coach to do that for him. Um, starting lineup, Derek Fisher, Jeff McInnes, Kobe Bryant, Pedro Stojakovic, Ben Wallace. Uh, we're going to have Marcus Camby coming off the bench as an elite six man. Tony Delk for additional scoring. Uh, John Wallace is there, I guess. Uh, and then Vitaly Potapenko can serve as a player coach on the end of the bench as well. 
All right, I love this. All right, there we go. So you have Fisher, McInnes, Bryant, Stackovich, and Wallace. Cool, cool, cool. Last question for each of y'all. This time we'll start with uh, Jeff. Julius Randle is good to break down. Uh, what's your signature play? What's your go-to kind of play to kind of, you know, talk about the identity of this roster that you put together? Um, thinking Kobe Bryant, Peja Stojakovic, pick and pop. Okay. I'm feeling that. Okay. That, that is, yeah, that is Bryant's page out pick and pop. I like it. All right. I am going to work. We have so many isolation specialists. I, I almost feel like it was assembled just for that purpose. Um, Corbin, this is obvious. It's got to be Zadrunas Ogowska's post-ups. Listen, you said, <laughs> <laughs> you said I think we're going to do a little triangle, clear out. The left side, we're going to have Ogalskis post up. On the other end, we're going to have Marbury on the left corner. Don't know how effective it was. No, I'm just kidding. We are going to do, yeah, it's going to be, um, yikes, this is, you know, I'm just going to stick to my identity. We have a dual point guard threat, and we're going to play uh, isolation basketball. Uh, very similar to the 2017-2018 Houston Rockets with Harden and Paul. We're going to attempt to do that with Allen Iverson and Stephon Marbury. I like it. All right. Well, yeah, my um, my signature play, uh, you know, got to have the ball in uh, in Steve Nash's hands. It's going to be a Steve Nash, Jermaine O'Neal pick and roll with floor spacing with Ray Allen, Kerry Kittle spacing it to the three point line. And then uh, Malik Rose in the short corner. Nash O'Neal pick and roll. I like. OK. And you have it all played. out. I like that. All right. Nash O'Neal pick and roll. That's pretty good, especially with the shooting. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. So this has been. A very just straight up redraft redraft of the '96 uh, class. Uh, assembled our team, got our coaches and players. Any last uh, reflections we want to talk about here? I think this was pretty fun. I definitely was like you said, the drop off was real, and because it was so, we had some like light intrigue. I feel toward the end because you're kind of like, okay, what are the best values we can kind of glean from this like you know relative kind of dearth of talent? But that's only relative to the top five guys that we had. But uh, any kind of final thoughts? We can start with you, Garrett, and then uh, you, Justin. Yeah, again, I think the 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 very top of this draft is excellent, but uh, you know it was pretty obvious that like this this does not have the draft of like what we've even seen the last couple of years where you know you've got ten or ten or so even second round guys that are making it in the league. I mean, this is like there there were two or three as you go through there, and and there are top ten picks or, or borderline top ten picks mm-hmm. in this draft that. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of out of the league in three or four years. So uh, I understand that with with Kobe, Nash, Iverson, Ray Allen, four of arguably like the the top eighty or a hundred guys in the history of the game. You know, it it's noted as a great draft, but you know, when you actually dive into it, I, I don't think it's as good as uh, its reputation suggests. Definitely. Yeah, I think. I think when you just look at the reputation as a whole, like when you look back at drafts, you look at the top. Um, so I think it just kind of depends on what your definition of, you know, a great draft is like, obviously this draft has some historic players in it. And if you just look at, you know, overall production, maybe it doesn't get as much at the bottom, but I just think what you're getting from the top guys, you know, if you were to make a roster of just this draft class, um, you can run a seven, eight man rotation in this team. The, the, you know, this 
the, the 1960 or not 1960 but 96 uh draft class team would be just as good if not better than any other um i, I won't say that but you know they're, they're right there with the others um that being said definitely was not easy to draft nor uh towards the end um especially at this point being again at a point where i really wasn't watching any of these guys play uh that combined with the fact that you know, a lot of them maybe didn't even have very successful long careers in the first place. Um, definitely was a challenge, but it was fun. For sure, for sure. I, I think this is a lot of fun to look back on. Like you said, reevaluate just kind of, you already have these known, oh, this draft is deep as X, Y, and Z. And one thing I found out from doing a few of these just in general, and also this one, is that it really kind of forced you to look back and hindsight being 2020, seeing how these careers played out. Um just how strong a class might be or just how it is in relation to being hyped and, and promoted. Um, like you said, whether there are some good guys in the back, you know, we went, what, 30 play, what, they went to doing nine players a piece, so 27 players. Um, and just kind of seeing, okay, like, what, in this case, it kind of forced me to reevaluate, like, what is a deep draft? Is it 15 deep? Is it 20 deep out of 60 players? You know what I mean? Like, what now historically we looked at is one that is, that stands the test of time, not just for being iconic, which I think the 96 is more iconic maybe than 2003 just because of the more players from that time. But then again, like if we're looking at from no deep players from like actual NBA contributors for a variety of, you know, for a length of time, kind of where do we go back on that? I do think this is an interesting exercise and and one of the few that kind of helped me to like, again, reevaluate how I think about this. So definitely a lot of fun with these guys. Thank you again for taking the time and talking with me a of course, I want to eat you guys, so having us on was a blast. Uh, we might have to do these three-man combos on other things once in a while. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I really enjoyed this, and yeah, it, it might be, uh, you know, if, if we could do another one of these drafts, I would be down for it, especially if we can get a draft where, you know, actually doing 10, uh, you know, rosters of 10-plus <laughs> guys where your, your last guys are, are actual NBA rotation caliber. <laughs> Hey, listen, you said it, and you guys know. The minute someone says, I'd love to be on that, that's a book it ticket. So we will have to do this again. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, definitely uh, make sure to follow uh, Garrett on Twitter at Garrett Bouguet, um, Justin on Twitter at JustinMatch26. Uh, great guys, great friends, great content, as you can tell, great NBA minds. Just a whole lot of greatness on this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Check out HoopBall on Twitter at HoopBall. Tweets online, hoop-ball.com. Uh, that 20% off plus free shipping, uh, manscaped.com, hoopball20 is the code. Again, hoopball20. Right? For Garrett, for Justin, for myself, we are all frosty. Y'all stay frosty, and we will talk real, real soon. All right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.